I've arrived. I could have dropped this on the album as a classic, but I need to introduce my attendance as a fashion. I'm done with you clown motherfuckers, Pete the Majesty. I'm magically like Johnson, but my magic lines are actually like blue powder. Cheers, you're now tuning into the hip hop advocate show. John Figs. Tell our music. And the rock. Oh, uh, yo. We keeping the queens, baby. Mm, all day. All day? Every day. We got a Queens native. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, this young brother, man, he's, he got a story to tell. And, uh, yo, it's intriguing, I think. Uh, it goes deep. It goes, it goes deep. deep. And, um, yo. High energy. High energy. His own, he got his own own thing going. His own flow. Cadence. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's different. You know what I'm saying? Definitely original. I like that. Originality, and that's you know that's what hip hop is all about. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And um, that's what we do here. You know, we cater to that. Mm, boom, bap, originality. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The elements. Reality raps. <laughs> Reality raps. Oh, word, word. You know what I'm saying? Mike Ruiz with us tonight. What's up, brother? What's with good, a, with bro. the illustrious beard. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that shit stands out everywhere I go. Everywhere I go, it's like, yo, your beard is crazy. Yo, thank you, thank you, thank you. That shit is mad straight. Man, yo, yo, uh, you you kind of like press iron it or you t- nah, 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 bro. I just I just shampoo it, conditioner. Oh, okay. And then I, I brush it out afterwards and add a little coconut spray, but that's it. Okay, Ooh, keep okay. it shiny. Yeah, keep it shiny. yeah. <laughs> add a little add a little texture to it, right? <laughs> From what? one beard bro to another is looking fire. It's looking fire. <laughs> that, that's Come beard on. love right there. <laughs> beard love. Yeah, you, you never let it grow that long though, right? You always keep it. Yeah, trim. I always keep it like close to my face. Like, <laughs> nah, but my see, chest. my shit grows like his regular hair though. You see, like, mm-hmm. like his shit would grow like, like some Rick Ross shit. Like yeah. my shit's growing out like it's hair. Like I could comb my shit. Yeah, my shit. I'm telling you, that shit's man straight. <laughs> Thank good, you, bro. Thank you. Yo, Mike, talk to us, man. We we've been trying to get you on on the show. We were gonna get you on, and and things happened, but we have you here, and we're excited that we got you here. You got a lot of a long story to tell. You got a lot of things going on. Facts. I know oh. you just dropped the project. I did today, so I just dropped a project called Love Kills. Mm. Um, produced by me, co-produced by Mr. Dillinger. He has a few tracks on there. We worked on them together. Um, everything was made in the moment, on the spot. Uh, everything was engineered by me, mixed and mastered by me. Uh, yeah. Hold up, before you go too deep into it, let's take it back. Just uh, for the viewers that don't know you, how you got into music, how did you start when you started recording, your first time in a booth? Kind of like a bio. I know you have a little bio. We'll, we'll spit that bio. All right, so, um, well, let me introduce myself fully. Uh, I'm Mike Ruiz, like he said. Um, I'm a producer, recording artist, creative director based out of New York. Um, I do have a story to tell, uh, just to give a little like quick wrap up so you know. I am formerly incarcerated. I'm a former substance abuser. Um, at the age of seven, I was sexually abused. Mm. At the age of 18, I did try to take my life. And like all this is verbal within all my music. I talk about it. I, I'm, I'm using my music to create my story and connect with people, really. And that's what it really is for me. Like music, I know for me, success is going to be inevitable just because of my mind state. The dedication, the consistency, and like the way I, I I've out the I view longevity, I view ten years from now, twenty years from now, you know. Nice. And um, you gotta envision it. You have you to, have bro. To. You have to. If you don't, then what are you really doing it for? You feel me? Like, if you're thinking about just a week from now, a month from now, you're limiting yourself. 
It ain't gonna come to you. It's not. You gotta go get it. You have to, right? Yeah. So big facts, facts. Yeah. You know, um, speaking of go getting it, right? Um, I just seen today this dude been grinding for like twenty years, yo. Uh, and Nems talking about Gorilla Nems, he opened up a smoke shop and all exotics. I just seen that. Yeah, I saw in Manhattan, yo. Bang. And he Bing Bong, right? And he oh, doesn't. That's the Bing Bong dude. Mm-hmm. My boy actually got a song <coughs> with him, uh, Rusty Gray. He's from Queens too, from Manspit as well. That. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, my I guy. That's my that. young boy from. I know him since I even coached him. Wow. I coached him, and uh, you know Hamadou Diallo, the one that won the slam dunk competition. Yeah, yeah. I won a couple chips with them during the summertime. He I was coached. with um OKC. He was with OKC yeah, yeah. when he won the chip. His rookie year. Yeah, so facts. Or I thought you said I'm a dude Diallo. I'm a yo. Well, that, that, that he got his name nah, from from the dude that his his he I, from the story I heard his name he got it from. Well, I mean his parents obviously named him from the the dude that the you know back in the day in the ninety. I think it was the nineties. I'm a dude Diallo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's why. I, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, oh shit. It's a tragedy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the night stick and all that. Damn. Damn. What you were saying about yeah, I know you're talking about That's There's a story I mean well, There's a story I saw Like about him That that's where like he, I mean obviously His last name is probably right? yeah. But that's where His parents gave him That the first name Just to keep that The, the, the legacy And the memory alive You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying That was a tragic event oh, yeah, You know what I'm saying Police brutality But the Nems thing He's been hustling for 20 years His whole bing bong thing Blew up And he's capitalizing Off of it You know and mm-hmm. But he doesn't even Smoke bud and he opened up a smoke shop. That's great. Selling exotic. cigars, though. He is but, a big cigar smoker. Yeah, but I'm talking about, like, Bud. He's selling Bud. He don't smoke. So just to let you know, like, yo, things happen, you know, it, 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 just keep grinding. Like yeah, you said, things he, don't happen overnight. Well, speaking of, you like, what, what you said, he was a big substance abuser back, I, back I, in the day. I, like, heavy, like, bro. That's what, like, derailed his career. You know, when he was in the battle rap scene in the early 2000s, you know, he was heavy pill user. You know, probably everything in the fucking book. And then, you know, he cleaned himself up after a while. Like, he always tells us, he always talks about his story a lot. How was that road? Um, um bro, that shit was dark, bro. Dark, lonely. Um, It was at a point in my life because I ended up in a psych ward a few times and was crazy. The reason why I ended up in a psych ward is because I had, like, a manic episode, right? And within the manic episode... I was saying that I'm going to be this great artist, this great producer. And the the doctors were, like, telling my family I was hallucinating. Mm. Wow. That I was bugging out. Sounds like a movie. Bro, and the thing is, I love that shit because it's like, now I know when, I, when I'm on a bigger platform and a bigger stage, I'm going to just be like, yo, Dr. Longshore, I'm still crazy. You feel <laughs> me? Like, I'm here. Like, yo, <laughs> that's inspiration. That's the battery, right? Kind of like a Ooh, battery. What? Bro, that shit fueled the shit out of me, bro. Yeah. Because to, to somebody tell me, I knew I wasn't bugging, but I still had to figure out, all right, how am I going to do this, though? Like, I'm nowhere near that MC, that lyricist, that, 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 I'm not, I was even producing at that, I didn't even think about production at that time, bro. Wow. You feel me? Like, I didn't even record a song by myself at that point. I never produced, I never used the door. You know what I'm saying? So, like. To have that shit come around from that way to now is just like, it's crazy. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. How old? How old? Uh, when that happened, I was like around 19, 20. I'm 27 now, so that was like seven years ago. Facts. Mm. Wow. 
yeah. It's, it's Micah, thanks somebody's on that call. <laughs> it's actually a Twitter space that I'm hosting for the NFT. So I have somebody. So I have somebody. I have somebody and somebody. I have two people running my space right now. I'm pushing out my project mm-hmm. for NFTs while they're pushing their own projects and connecting with people. And so I'm hosting it. So like literally I'm right here and I'm just gaining traffic to my social media. That's crazy. <laughs> you literally two places at once. Basically. Yeah, word. They know that I'm here. I told them, yo, I can't. Because I told them I'm going to host the space for 24 hours. So I started 9 in the morning today and I'll finish tomorrow 9 a.m. And the goal is to just keep pushing to try to make as much as I can off this project, you know? Yeah, right, you so you're going you're gonna to stay up till. Nine, nine, nine tomorrow morning. <laughs> Yo, bro, I've done it mad times, bro. Like, yeah, I, I go that's through dedication right there. But it's that battery, that battery, that yeah. why, that for me, it's the purpose. You know, like I know that my re- the reason why I'm doing this shit, bro. I have to sacrifice shit. I don't party. I don't go out. I don't chill. You know, the most I do is spend time with Shorty, go home or the gym or go work out at the park and come back home and just work on shit. That's yeah, it. dedicated. Nah, bro, I'm on a mission. Focus, focus. Yeah, that's dedicated. what it is. Tunnel bro. Focus. Tunnel vision. On man. some Elon Musk shit. Yo, Elon Musk was working on this uh, on PayPal for 14 hours a day, bro. Yeah. With his yeah. brother. Yeah. And in the same room, they would never leave there. He actually broke up with a shorty because the shorty was like, yo, like, was good. And he's like, yo, if you want to spend time with me, come to the office. <laughs> wow. That's the only way it's going to go down. And he's, he verbally says that in the interview. I love watching his interviews. Yeah, nah, yeah. I, I like I, he's a he's a great talker. He he just bought um Twitter. He definitely did. And you're a big Twitter head. Heavy. Uh, how do you feel? I think people are saying they're speculating he might change certain things, like get get everybody to use their their uh, official government. He's an innovator, bro. I I don't see why he wouldn't change it. He anything he does is innovative, right? He's a creative individual off the rip. And he's definitely the type of person that does not keep things at one thing. He's going to find a way to evolve it. Like, yeah. like you know, so I definitely see him switching up Twitter. I, do, I wouldn't know how, but I know it's going to be it's, Facebook better watch out mm. and Instagram better watch out. With Elon uh-huh. Musk taking over Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg's up for competition. You feel me? I think Twitter's in last place as far as like social media is concerned. It ranked. But like, the only reason why I think it's going to evolve now is because of NFTs. Mm. So it's like the usage on Twitter, it's it's evolving. Like, do you know how many 20, 24 hour Twitter spaces be going on? Like, we're talking about hundreds of people coming in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Explain that uh, yeah. the Twitter space. So Twitter space is basically like this. This what we're doing right now, but it's virtually, it's digital. Is that too loud? It, it's not. That's not gonna mess up. That's no, good. Not right. So um, Twitter Spaces is basically this was going on, but digitally. And the only thing is anybody can walk in at any time. But the only difference is like there's a limited of speakers. So I think it's like 12 speakers max. And then the three people control the room. There's going to be the co-host, the host, and another co-host. And they're the ones that, oh, you can come up. You can come speak. Come. Also, you you have people like come on and y- y'all like actually talk involved like talking to them. You yeah you you they're not just jumping in and watching. Yeah, like that. They, they could if they want to. There's a lot of people that just sit yeah, there yeah. just because they support you. Yeah, yeah they, they like their fans. And the thing is, within the Twitter spaces, you could I could like like right now. Let's say we was in a Twitter space, and you just shared your project. You can pin your project to the top of the Twitter space mm-hmm. itself, so everybody can see it. And me as a host, like I do this to everybody. Oh, yo, go give it a like and a retweet. Show some love on this post. Give him some follows. Give him some traction, some traffic. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it goes, bro. Like, I literally went from 300 followers on Twitter 
to over 2,000 right now within the last two months off of just Twitter spaces, bro. That's, That's not bad. That's e- that, yeah. Easily, bro. I'm not paying for no at Twitter advertisements. I'm not doing no f- running no ads. It's just me hustling, bro. Me entering and, and doing that has allowed me to network and, and like, I've got to talk to people that work with Akon. People that work with Eminem, like Illa the producer, he's worked with Eminem and his whole, be, like I've had straight up conversations joking around cutting his ass and he's from New Jersey, you know what I'm saying? Wow. So it's dope. Like this shit has, it's opened my mind and changed my whole perception behind his whole music business mm. and business in general, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, a, a, it's, it's a funny business. That was a good quick crash course on the Twitter space right there. Facts, yeah. Yo, before we keep moving and grooving, tuning to this BTS yo. Mm. Live from Urban Plaza, we was in there. We had the media joints and all that, right? Yo, we was getting, we getting our journalism on. I don't know if we, we was legal or not, but we made it happen. <laughs> Word up. We, we looked official. You know shout, what I'm saying? Shout out to Baby Boy Slime, too. Word shout up, out to man. Baby Boy Did Slime, all the acts. You know what I'm saying? All the surprise guests. Wow. Yeah, a couple. Yo, we're not even going to say anymore. Yo, just check this out. Mm. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. In case you've been living under a rock, if you ever know what I always say, my name is Pretty Lou. And I want to thank y'all for being here tonight. Make some noise. So to the people that know what I went through, to the people who have somebody fighting cancer, to somebody out there who lost somebody to cancer, to somebody who knows somebody who beat cancer, tonight is for them. What are y'all doing tonight? Yo, 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 baby, what's up? Florida Queen, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Urban Plaza. You know where we at? You're about to rip the stage. Yes, sir. Yo, we the advocates right here. You know what I'm saying? You know what it is, baby. We're at Urban Plaza right now. You know I got the hip hop advocates. Yeah, everybody doing that. Everybody's family now. We're about to rock out the Pretty Little Charity event. Shout out to all of those that beat cancer. Shout out to those that's no longer here with us. This one's for you, and especially Pretty Little's mom. We know where we at. Slime.
He fought cancer for five years. Seven years? Seven years. He went into real wars. He was in a coma. He, he did the real shit. And let me tell you, he called me and said, Yo, Joe, I got to tell you something. And I said, Yo, what's up? Pretty new, pretty new set. I don't got cancer no more. I couldn't believe it because I prayed so much for this to happen. And then he said he ain't got no cancer. But let me tell you the science behind that. I told Pretty Lou, well, you know, you just started. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, all the time you prayed to God to get you over cancer. Now he got you over cancer. Now it's your job to go and talk to all the patients that got cancer. They're struggling and they need that push to get over. So, you know, the shit just started. No, getting back to you and in, in the background <clears throat> with everything that you went through is it safe to say that music is kind of like a therapy for you music is my healing music has created a safe space for me like i know when i'm going through a dark phase like that la the last project i just dropped love kills rest in peace rider um track number five it's called cut up and during that time bro i was running away from music I was trying. I was trying to cope with it in so many different ways. My like, I was going through it because Ryder, Ryder. I don't know if you guys heard about it. He, his name is Gilberto Rayoso. He got shot in the back of the head at that laundromat on 92nd and 37th, oh, I believe. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that, I that, was, that was my young bull, bro. Mm. I've known him for years. He came to me two months before he got shot, and he was asking me for help. He felt like death was creeping up on him. He was telling me he was going through suicide thoughts. He was telling me how he was going through a very dark moment in his life and he needed help. And um, I spoke to him. I gave him his like uplifting. He, he was doing good when I spoke to him and he was changing his life, bro. He was going to go into a rehab, get a job, continue going music full time. And then, you know, he was he was banging and he was doing what he was doing in the streets. And unfortunately, it caught up, you know. Yeah, not everybody makes it out, man. Yeah, rest in peace, man. Yo, there's nothing, nothing good out in the streets, man. You know, the streets will catch up. You know what I'm saying? And um, there's no love in the streets. Nah, there isn't. There's no too many people. Uh, everybody's confused, and it's it's really either a love for mm -hmm. money, a love for drugs, or a love for both. Yeah. And that would overcome a lot of relationships, and like you know, and and it is what it is. You can't do really nothing about it. And all you could do is continue moving forward in life and, and use these experiences as lessons. That's what I've gained from my own experiences within myself, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you from Queens. Maspeth. 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 Yo, we got something in common, man. Um, I went to junior high school in Maspeth. I-73? I-73 as well, bro. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yo, you remember Cowboy Pats? I don't even know who that is, bro. Yeah, there's a little store on the side. Yeah. It's like my bagel You know there. what? We're a little older, so while you probably went, they, they took it off. They, they, Yo, we used to, there we used no to get Cowboy Pat to get us a candy from there. Yeah. And fucking yep, yep. shit from there. It was yeah, no, no. Uh, that one, no, no, no. The, the one in the back. The oh, green yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. You talking about where that barbershop is now? Right yeah, next to the right next to the schoolyard? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that, bro. That's Cowboy a fact. They used to have... um. I, I could be wrong. He used to sell cream cheese and bagels as well. Yes, no? yes, yes. That ass. Yes, yes. yes. There was a Domino's across the street. Oh, now I don't remember Domino's, bro. Man, the Domino's. <laughs> yes, 
The Slush Puppies. puppies. <laughs> Yo, bro, that's crazy. I remember that. You want that, that too? You want the 73? Oh, shit. Wow. Yo. Yo shout out to Rails. <laughs> Rails is in 73. We got 73 alumni here. Yes, yeah. let's get it. Where, where'd you go? 227. Where's that? Northern. A Northern Junction. Junction. Okay, we're Yeah, facts. Oh. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, bro. Massive was, was good. It was lit. It was, it was more calm than, than Corona, where we lived. But there was a time period with Corona and Massive used to bump heads and there was beef. But oh, that because yeah, of that whole, uh, I, I believe it was ABK was really from like Maspeth at one point. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a track on the Beat Nuts album, Psycho Les, he, he dissing ya, yeah, Maspeth faggots. <laughs> I didn't even know that, yeah, bro. Yeah, on Stone Crazy. Oh, on I Stone remember Crazy. that line. I didn't know that. So he was, I didn't know he was talking about Maspeth. He says Maspeth yeah. But I didn't know that's exactly what well, it was. Beef. There was beef. Heavy in Corona. Well, Corona had yo that that whole, you know what I'm saying? The three CF had beef with Woodside, Sunnyside, fucking Maspeth. You know what I'm saying? Brooklyn. But you think about seven train, the seven line is one way in, one way out. You know what I'm saying? So you had to go to the city, you had to take the seven. So you had to pass through all those neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? I used to work in Maspeth. Yeah, Maspin. Nah, yo, seventy three, man. Yo, no doubt. Damn, seventy three was a good. I, f- I remember you went to seventy three. Yeah, yeah, Andy and them. Yeah, yeah, Andy Davis, all those people. Yeah, shout out to Davis, man. I think who's seen Davis? I haven't seen him. I think you said you seen him. <laughs> nah, that was He's like five ghost. years ago, boy. Damn, yo, Davis, if you out there, man, Word, yo, nigga, we love you. I love you, my nigga. Trying to get talking about Maspin, though. One of your projects, you have a, a picture. Your, your your album cover. Oh, that's my debut album in the works, bro. It's called The Grand Projecto. I connected it all to Maspeth because, like I said, I got a story to tell. And, and from a business perspective, I see Maspeth as an open market. Because, like, if you really think about it, right, before Queensbridge became Queensbridge, you know what I'm saying? Like, before Brooklyn became Brooklyn, like, th- these artists made it. These artists made these hoods what they, they, they are. Up, they blew up their hoods. You feel me? Yeah. So they made it what they it, what it is right now. Mm-hmm. You saying Maspeth is still quiet? On the, on I the mean, I, bro, I don't leave. I don't really be chilling there at all. To be honest, I will slide through once in a while and like on some like I just want to walk through just because I just be reflecting yeah. on some like psychological shit. I just be like, damn, crazy how time passed. Like, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? So facts. Maspeth is mad close to like uh, Ridgewood, right? Ridgewood, right yeah, there. right next to it. Yep. Yeah, it's right next to it. I so. feel like Maspeth is in the middle of all everything, everything. bro. Yeah. Ridgewood, uh, Corona. Right yeah. You know Brooklyn what I mean? Regal Park is right Brooklyn, there. Queens Bushwick. Center Mall is like right there. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Sunnyside is right there. Woodside is right there. I was at a bar there. I think it was like October on Grand Ave. And it was, it was an ill bar. You know, chill inside. And then they had a back patio where you could chill. They let you smoke oh, blood. Yep, that's the name of it. Connolly's world. Yeah, you, know, you, you know, you can smoke your bud, your cigarettes, whatever you want in the back. You know, and they got tables, you just chill back there. Nice. That spot was dope. My boy took me there, Spiros. I think he was, no, actually, he was a 227 alumni. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was 73 now, but he was 227. Wait, another 73 alumni? I was like, nah, he's from my side. <laughs> Shout out to Louis Armstrong. You know uh, what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I mean, the music, like you said, it's therapy, it's therapeutic. You know, um, it created an opportunity for me. Um, I was lost. I, 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 I could. I work with right now. I work with Legal Aid Society, right? 
So I work with Legal Aid Society for the Raise the Age campaign, which is pushing the youth to defend the age of 25, giving my life as a testimonial speech, speaking it, trying to push it to the point where, like, it's actually going to happen. Because my theory is, right, a lot of these kids, because I work in Horizons Con- uh, Correctional Facility as a mentor, so I chop it up with them. I chill with them. You know, I let them know what it is, what they're getting themselves into, what's coming. Right. You know, if they continue going down the same continue the same path. Um, my theory is a lot of these kids... Me specifically, as I, I know I, I could say this for myself and a, a lot of people can connect to it. You don't have an identity, right? And if you're not, if you're going through shit at home, you don't know who you are. You've, uh, you're not, you don't have a space where you can be like, oh, I, this is home. I'm accepted. I'm loved here. I feel valued here. So a lot of these kids, what they do when they don't have somewhere to go, they go to the first thing that's acceptable, that's accessible to them. You know what I'm saying? And what's usually that? The streets. The streets. You know, either yes, it's a, it's, it's a gang, you feel me? You go to the block, you start hustling, you see a big homie cry by with a nice Benz, a nice chain. You be like, nah, what the fuck? Fuck, fuck yeah. school. The I want to be like, that yeah. Illusion. It's a, hu- it's not, it's not, I can't even say it's a hustle because it's possible. Yeah, yeah. Let's not, let's, let's be, a, let's be real. Like in the streets, you can make that bread and you can really become that dude. But how now let's, th- let's think longevity. Like yeah, the convers- how long would that last? Where's that going? Yeah. If you continue that for the rest of your life, there's only two options to it, right? You're going to either dead or in jail. Yeah. And that's why a lot of kids end up fucking their life up, you know, 18, 18, 21. Bro, you know how I many 16 years I told to that are facing life? Damn, you think about 16, facing life. Bro, I'm talking to somebody I met on Twitter, right? His name is Jay. Shout out to Jay. Big homie blood from California. I met him in a Twitter space. He's been incarcerated since 16. Oh, he's, my God. He's done 33 years straight. He's still, probably a virgin. Never, never Still inside right now, bro. Shout out to Free J Still in jail right now I'll be be going on Instagram live with him sometimes I could connect that if y'all really wanna Maybe y'all could do like a virtual interview And chop it up with him on on through Instagram live You know what I'm saying But um Yeah like shit like that And he's he's a wise dude But if you really sit and think about it 16 He's done 33 bullets bro Wow And counting That's that's horrible At 16 I got in trouble at 16 And yo I'm gonna be honest you know, um, I was like, yo, this is not for me. Not for me. It was a bunch of dudes and, and you know, uh, I, was like, I was trying to get girls. I'm like, yo, this, I can't be, I couldn't even imagine myself being like the 5, 10 years, 15 years. So I can imagine the, yo, just the, the thought process that goes through some, a kid at 16 mm-hmm. that doesn't know better. Fact. And that's it. Like, this is your life. This is your new residence for the rest of your life. Yo, I can't even fathom that shit. Like, can you even think about what what his mind frame is at? Like, Fix, you, you know what's crazy that you say the the age sixteen. I watch a lot of uh, y'all know who Jordan Peterson is. Hell yeah, yeah. Jim Ron Jordan his, like, <laughs> seminars, his his classes. He's a, he says that for boys, for men, from age sixteen to like twenty four, they're the most creative. That's the most creative you're ever gonna be. So in that time, your creativity you could use it. For good, or you could use it for bad. Mm. But either way, it's gonna be a creative way to get money, mm. to maybe get do mm. some art. But you're gonna use the creativity to do something. And a lot of people, like you're saying, they go to the streets, they sell drugs, they try to, f- they create a way to make money. Mm. So that's what happens with 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 the men, with the boys in the hood, in the hood around that those ages. You know, mm. that's a, that's crazy. Uh, if you, it, for me, I, I started smoking at 13. And then I started hustling around like 
15, my sophomore, I think it was like 15, yeah, my sophomore year, because I went to Cobb Butter and the projects, and the dude that sold it to me he pulled out a rack of money. The illusion hit. Ooh. I said, what? My mom's always complaining about money. What? I'm gonna start. Let me. I'm, I'm, smoke, I'm smoking with a whole bunch of people. Let me start selling it to them. Why not? So I started hustling to them and whatnot. And then at 18, my mother caught me with a little quarterbacked up. And you know how Hispanic moms go crazy for a fucking dime. You know what I'm saying? They look at hey, you word. as a devil. <laughs> Yo, shout, <laughs> shout out to moms. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> my mom kicked me out. That yeah. And that's Yo, when word. I started writing. <laughs> wow. And when my mom kicked me out, I started. She didn't really kick me out. She like, yo, are you gonna hustle, or, or I mean, or or stay home? And my my fucking egotistical, prideful ass, let went to the streets. And that's when I started writing. Yeah. I went to an abandoned house by St. Adalbert's on 80th and Grand Avenue. I stayed there for a couple of days, and then uh, I moved into a trap house, and the rest is history, bro. Wow, wow that's crazy. I seen you online, um, doing like maybe like a, a not a fundraiser, but like. Getting clothes for the homeless. Oh, that was for um Fortune Society. That's ill, bro. So yeah, you're like, I, a, you're like a hero in the hood, bro. You like I'm, I'm you like out. to do a lot of community work. That's official. But bro. like I, I feel like that's I, like I can't. I don't see myself being a multi-billionaire and then not giving back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't see myself being a multi-billionaire not creating a nonprofit or community for the kids. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I I cannot. I don't. It's impossible, bro. I see myself being a multi-billionaire, still rocking Sam Smiths and like fucking clothes that cost like 30, 40 bucks. You do it all without breaking a sweat, and you do it all in style. From being a boss exec to a queen CEO to your business to Tuesday tennis, taekwondo classes, kids homework, family dinners, lunches, the daily workout, trip to the vet. Oh man, you could do this with style and with confidence. That's why Infinity fully reimagined the QX60 to help you conquer it all with ease. Even when you have back-to-back conference calls on top of the kids' salsa lessons, not to mention your side hustle, a luxury SUV as fun as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene available features like panoramic moonroof seating for up to seven passengers a suite of active safety features and massaging front row seats introducing the all-new infinity qx60 designed to help you conquer life in style and confidence learn more at infinityusa.com now with extremely limited availability contact your local retailer for inventory information uh, the reason why i lost connection to like clothes and shit is because i moved to florida for like a year with my sister and um something me and her went at it whatever and then she wouldn't let me back inside my house and she kept all my clothes jewelry sneakers clothes left me with a black t-shirt black sneakers and black pants and i had to come back to new york city during winter time bro Jeez. my brother had to give me my little brother had to give me his jacket his pair of sneakers like yo here's something like you know what i mean you can hold that down for something and then i got to a point when i i, I started watching documentaries and interviews and i came across minimalism by the oh yes, by yes. matthew diavella yes 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 and so i started looking more into minimalism and i started seeing like yo you know what fuck he's right all this shit i really don't need bro so i just bought a whole bunch of uh next level t-shirts like 12 four different colors navy blue black and blue and i was like yo i'm gonna just be this type of like regular dude like who gives a fuck you know what i'm saying so that's what i really got into all that shit and and that's when i started losing my disconnect to like designer shit and all that facts yeah that's real man Uh, you got you got you know sometimes you got to go through something uh 
get awakened, right? Like my uh, like my whole thing, like I want to take my kids to DR. We already been to Punta Cana, but I want to take them to DR. DR. Campo. Yeah. So and my whole worry was like, yo, the kids don't. You know, I'm like, yo, I don't want to, you know, they're going to be crying about, you know, the food and because they used to, you know, eating bullshit out here, pizza, I ain't none of that. And I was like, yo, I got to wait till they get bigger. And then somebody told me something like, yo, when you get hungry, you get hungry enough, you're going to eat whatever the fuck is in front of you. <laughs> right? Word. So I was like, yo, maybe I got to put them through that for them to appreciate what they got. Man, so like, listen. Our kids, you we yo, take your kids to the latrina. You think they're gonna use the latrina? Hey, if you gotta go and you you you, you get to a certain point imagine. where you gotta go, you're gonna let it. You're gonna you're gonna use whatever. I'm gonna take my kids. To. I'm gonna take my kids this uh, hopefully by this uh, summer or, or the winter. But this year I'm gonna take them mm. and I'm gonna see. Uh, I'm gonna record every second them using the latrina. Them trying to catch chickens, but you gotta you gotta go through certain things to awaken you, you know, to 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 appreciate to appreciate things, and you know that's you know that's what happened to you, you know, you got everything taken away from you, and then you realize that you don't really need all that shit. Yo, bro, I just I viewed it from like I was basically completely naked and all I had was myself. You know, I, I, I like a lot of points in my life I got to that, especially when I was a substance abuser, bro. I got to the point where I was hustling and actually making bread, but then I got caught up doing drugs. That's an ill metaphor right there, man. Bro, I got caught up heavy doing drugs. And once I got caught up heavy doing drugs, I lost, started losing it all. I lost my car. And then once I started losing my car, I saw how many homies I started losing, really. Because once, once you're, you do become a substance abuser, you don't really understand. You don't. You don't see. Like, you don't. Everybody else sees it, but you don't see it. Your tunnel vision, bro. You're in the yeah. cloud. Like you're in the cloud. Your mind in a whole different world. In you don't whole... even know what's going on. That's At like all, the, bro. That's like when your armpits smell. <laughs> the last one to know. Right? Yo. <laughs> yo, speaking about that, yo, it's funny, funny shit. You know, off topic, but yesterday when I was coming back, when I left, I bought the wrong deodorant. You know, yeah. and I've been using it all week, and it was good. <laughs> And then on my way back, I was all day. I had my training, and I had to go to the airport. All day. I was in the airport for like five hours because I had to check out of the hotel. My flight wasn't until like six. Mm-hmm. So I was just chilling at the airport with my co-workers getting fucked up, drinking at the bar and shit. And, yo, while I'm there, I'm like, and I already checked. My deodorant was in my check-in bag. Yo, and I'm like, yo, I thought I smelled food. And I'm oh. like, oh, shit. My, my man smelled like halal. I'm like, yo, the whole, the whole plane ride, I'm like this. I'm like, I'm trying to pick up my arm. As soon as I got my check-in back at the airport, I'm like... My man's hugging himself. Oh, the man. They're like, E-Fain? E-Fain? He's like, <laughs> trying to raise the hand. Yo, that shit was funky, man. Yo, damn that. I went to a... Uh, damn. There was a spot we went to one time. Oh, yeah. Well, both of y'all. But it was like an Indian spot. Mm. It was like an Indian club. And I remember, I, I forgot to wear the order in that day. A Guyanese spot? Yeah, and I was funky. It was in the Bronx? Yeah, I was funky. And you was the last one to, to know? I was the first one to know. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I was the first one to know. But I was like, my shit was so like, bad, bro. I was alert ASAP, oh, bro. Oh, well, he got the Amber on. Alert and all that, right? <laughs> Yo, that shit, that's a stressful feeling, man. Especially if you ain't got no, no, nothing, nothing to fix it up with, you know? Yeah, but yeah. I kept dancing and, and grooving, you know what I'm saying? I kind of blended in. <laughs> but... <laughs> But um, yo, man, damn, that's that's an interesting story, bro. Like, you know, to overcome that, that's the hard part, that journey. You know, because you're you're in the midst of it, 
And then how how do you how do you get out of that? Yo, so it was my last it was my last bid. Um, I was either facing three to seven, or I had to do a year in the drug program. And then I still had to complete probation on top of that. And like I was really contemplating doing the three to seven because I hated probation. But then I was like, yo, but I'm gonna mind up a parole. This yeah. was even worse. So I was like, fuck. Yeah, parole ain't no joke, man. Can't do shit, bro. So I was locked up, and I was hanging out with these young bulls, these blood dudes. And then I got to the point where I'm like, I woke up one morning. It was 4 o'clock in the morning, and I was awake by myself. And I'm like, yo, I'm having fun in jail? What? Wow, that woke you up. Bro, I, I saw a bed open up in the front corner by itself by the window. And they saw me move. They're like, yo, Mike, why are you leaving? I was like, you good? Like, what's going on, bro? And I'm like, nah, I just, I, I need to be by myself right now. And then I got on my Malcolm X shit. I started reading words that I didn't know. I started putting out the dictionary, writing it down, writing my own three sentences. And I, I started like, I fell in love with the word cultivating. And then I was, I, then I, like shit like that started opening my mind, bro. I wake up early, drink coffee. I never missed a yard session. I didn't give a fuck if it was raining. The guards hated me for that. Because I would be the only dude outside in the rain, you know, trying to get fit. Because I was was weak as fuck. You know, I'm coming from substance abuse. I've never done a fucking push-up in who knows how long. And I was out there in the rain. And shit like that. It was just like, I put myself in a moment where I'm like, you can't give yourself no more excuses, Mike. So I told my mom, I was like, yo, I'm going to do the drug program. And then I did a year in Samaritan Village. And within Samaritan Village, I hear all these people talk. And then um, they also talk about program, program. And then I like I hit like a psychological tip where I'm like, yo, the program is your brain, bro. The program is your perception. The program is your mindset, how you view shit, how you evaluate, how you react to shit. And I love reading, bro. And like a lot of books that I started reading at that point started opening my mind. Started making me start viewing shit completely different. I started doing journal entries. Started writing my thoughts and how what, what I'm going through at the moment. Like, you know, and I still write. I, bro, I got journals filled with thoughts ideas journal entries shit that i've gone through shit i'm evaluating and just reflecting on my shit now i also got a therapist now i speak to her once a week you know what i'm saying so like i I, I put in the groundwork really and and that's what it really led to to this point wow it's amazing man it's a it's a movie it's a movie right there man thank you bro yeah man for real you know what I'm saying brother Thank you, bro. It, it's 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 heartwarming to hear that going from a low place and mm-hmm. you're back to where you need to be. You know, making this music, you know, helping people who are in need, helping young kids. That's official, man. Um, I respect you Definitely for doing all so. that. Yo, having this conversation makes, like, these conversations, I don't even notice this shit. Because I'm just like, all right, what's next? Yeah. What's the next thing I'm doing? I'm all right, I got to accomplish this. Thing. I got to finish my website. All right, I gotta still got to finish this album. All right, I gotta send this beat out to this guy. Like, I'm not even thinking about what I just did. I'm thinking about what I gotta do thinking next. Ahead, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking what's the next four or five things that I gotta accomplish today or tomorrow or this week. You know what I'm saying? What's my goal for the week? What I gotta, you know what I'm saying? So, like, these conversations made me like, oh shit, word, I am putting in work. Let's right, keep word. it right there in the music before we forget. Let's talk about that that new project so so the viewers can know a little bit about what's going on. What was the, what was like the theme? Like, what? Love kills, bro. At 18, I tried to kill myself over a girl that I fell in love with. She uh, broke up with me, broke my heart or whatever. And then I felt like I couldn't live without her. These hoes ain't loyal, okay? You know, it hit hit hard, you know. Um, 
And I, I'm still I'm grateful for the experience because like um, she was from actually from Elmhurst. And uh, when we broke up, I told myself, like, all right, I'm going to make sure you hear my name somehow, some fucking way. You know, ego and pride of a man. You know mm, what I'm for saying? For sure, for sure. So that's one of my things that actually made me even multiply myself in the street. Like, I'm going to be a badass motherfucker. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, and then I started getting into music. And then music, I just told myself I'm going to be that badass motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I can't. I can't. It was heartbreaking. But that I'm so grateful it happened because it really led to this moment. You know what I'm saying? Man, those exper- those oh. life experiences. You got to have those life experiences. You got to have those heartbreaks, those hard times. Like, you know, you learn from them. They make you who you are. Yeah, 1,000, bro. And that's what that project is about. Love kills. So, like, I-, I felt like I've had a lot of experiences in my life where I love people in general more than I love myself. I've given my hand out more than holding my own hand. Like, yo, Mike, get yourself good yeah. and forget about everything else right now you mm. put yourself in a better position then you could be more of a help yeah. you know what i'm saying so that project talks about um su- my suicide attempt talks about my substance abuse talked about when i uh, growing up i used to cut myself bro um talked about why i faced i got robbed by people that i fucked with talked about Ryder being passed away getting shot in the back of the head um and, and shit like that That's what that project Is really based on To be honest so intimate Reality raps yeah, real. That, But that's I feel like most of my projects Is real shit I don't ever I'm not talking about No Lamborghini That I don't got Yeah that's and one th- thing I liked about the And you know I wanted to wait till later But Cause that was You know I wanted That's the pick You know Album of the week But We'll get to that later <laughs> But that's what I like about You like your, your You know Listening to your, your lyrics And all that Like you're not You're not you're not talking all this Braggadocious shit Like you know Trying to flaunt and show off like, There's no gimmick You don't hear me talking yeah, about like Fucking a whole bunch of bitches that ain't there You know what I'm saying I'm not talking about Fucking a whole bunch of bitches Or I'm mm. going out Popping up It's real There's a, it a lot of deep shit that you, you Word know, Your lyrics is real deep and Word Facts And I appreciate that The acknowledgement is heavy Thank you For that track Uh my bad. You were gonna say something? No, 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 no. Now, there was a line that you, we were debating. Oh no, but that's not on that album. But you, oh. you want to ask? Say, I want to ask you. For, yeah. So you remember a while back when we was talking? We first started talking back in like December. You sent me a track, <laughs> and we I've been trying. We've been trying. I've been. I was playing it for them. I still had it on the WhatsApp messages. So I was. I was trying to make out this line. Right. We trying to see if you were saying, "Kick it like it's MMA" or "Caking like anime." Nah, I definitely kick it. Kicking like MMA. MMA. Not anime. Oh, kicking like kicking anime. Kicking like it's anime. Like Don't want to finish it. Like, we was trying to figure out. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, I, was cool. like I told you. I was anime like, 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 like that. Bro, I like saw that. Bro, I never watched an anime episode in my life. My boys tried to put me <laughs> onto that shit when I came home. And I chilled with them. We, we was hanging out. I'm just like, damn, I can't do this shit, bro. And I spoke to my therapist about that shit. Fun, bro, real shit. I spoke to my therapist. I'm like, yo, I, I try to hang out with the people I grew up with playing basketball with. And they just want to talk about sports and anime. And I don't give a fuck about this shit. Like, and she's like, so what are you going to do? You're going to choose their happiness or you're going to choose yours? Yeah. And, bro, that, and I was like, all right. I mean, it's going to suck, but I have to, like, bounce. I got to do what I got to do for myself. And, and yeah. that's what it was. And so I saw that anime was a huge market. So I was like, yo, let me make a song about this shit. Why not? <laughs> yeah, it sounded like... I did said, you finish it. the song, though? No, I never, I, I never did it. I was actually that trying to... That dope, man. Thank you, bro. You did the hook, and I like the hook, because you left them gaps. 
Yeah, right, he, he when you send me the unfinished it. version, he's trying to jump on it. If you with it, if you with it, I'm not gonna. I'm always I'm down, doing, bro. I'm not doing nothing with it. So if you want to, yeah, but I'm with it. I'm with the shit. Heavy facts. That beat is dope. Beat is dope. <laughs> we thought it was uh, eat the cake. cake like anime. It was, we thought that I thought it was caking like anime. Caking like like MMA. Like oh, like MMA. MMA. And then nah, this nigga's like, no, he's saying kicking like MMA. Yeah. Yeah, we were arguing about that shit. What is he saying, bro? Is he saying caking or kicking, bro? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what I was going to mention um, b- before we started talking about that, you got a track on, on that new album, uh, Fill It In My Soul. Mm. That that's a that's a deep one right there. That's that's it's, that's my baby, bro. It's serious. Um, I heard you rapping in Spanish. I, I've been hearing we've been hearing your music all week. We've been grinding to it, and I haven't heard you t- rap in Spanish until then. I got a few tracks where I, I, I add some Spanish. Yeah, you flip, you throw a couple oh, bars, a couple words here and there, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I know eventually I'm gonna do a whole Spanish project. Oh, it sounded good, man. Yeah, so I'm good. definitely yeah. I was thinking about it like long term. My boy OG Picasso told me he's like, "Yo, bro, do a fucking Spanish project." So what was your was your ethnicity? For, I mean, we know already. You told I'm Colombian. Colombian. Yeah, word. Damn, well, I just had some buñuelos yesterday. Oof, yo, I don't even fuck with buñuelos, bro. No, almohadas <laughs> and pandeono, right? bro. Nah, I just like <laughs> almohadas and pandeono. That's my shit. Pandeono, yeah, I had a piece of that. Oof, that's too. my shit, bro. But the best spot that I've had recently, bro, is on eighty. 4th and Northern, I believe. The one that's always open 24-7 right in the corner, right by Mama Empanadas. Yes, yes, yes. That's not P.O.P.O.P.O.? Oh. No, not P.O.P.O. P.O.P.O. is Peruvian. Yeah. What's that? I don't even know what the name of that shit is, but that shit is so good, bro. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh. that, yo, that bandeja paisa is crazy, right? Like, yo, so much food. Nah, I like Lomo Salteado now. Lomo I, got Salteado o- I got over the bandeja paisa, bro. Yo, the Colombians told me that the bandeja paisa is for the starters, for the beginners. As a tourist, as a tourist, yeah, I used to be like, yo, I said, so, yeah, I used to go to my Colombian coworkers, like, yo, I love it. They're like, man, get out of here. That's like, um, like for us, like tres golpes, like every, everybody's like when they see Dominican food, oh, tres golpes, tres golpes, uh, yeah, we're like, uh, we're tired of that. Better mangu, bro. Yeah, yeah, the mangu, yeah, yes. yeah, but <laughs> the tourist, yeah, it is, the man. Shit. <laughs> So we, we, we heard we heard a lot of different flows mm. on that joint. Oh, we, Fill It In My Soul? Fill It In My Soul and the entire project I'm referring to. We heard you rapping in Spanish. Um, and and we, we were trying to figure out, we were debating before you got here, kind of like what are your influences? Like, like we were trying to figure out what rapper maybe you used to listen to when you was younger where you might have, you know, heard this from, picked that from up. And we couldn't figure it out. So I think right now is a good time, fellas. I think it's a perfect time. It's about that damn time. Yo, so every time we got somebody on this platform, we always ask the same question. And Yo. It's, it's a serious question. And it's time <laughs> for the top five. Uh. Oh, top five. Do I have to be in order? Nah, nah it could be any Kendrick, order. Kendrick, J. Cole, Jay-Z, Kanye, Russ. Yo. Damn. Damn. My man, yo, how you so doing so fast? Because I've always said this, bro. Those so are the five people that influenced Russ, me. Russ, I just started, like, I just found out about him. Like, y'all can't yeah. wait till I work with yeah. Russ heavy, bro. Yo, Russ, Russ like, been, I, been I, grinding for years. He gets my flowers any any day of the week, bro. Because when I came home from jail, um, I wasn't producing and I wasn't recording myself. 
But then I came home and I started coming across these posts with this guy named Russ. Mm-hmm. Never listened to his music, but I love what he was saying, his mindset. Yo, he uh, writes, produces, mixes, masters himself, everything himself. Everything. That's and Ill. that's when the, the seed got planted. Ooh. I'm like, oh, nah, maybe I can't. And then I saw one of my boys, Cashinatra, he was um, rec- mixing his own shit. And I'm like, yo, you doing your own shit? He's like, yeah. I'm like, yo, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm going to start recording myself. So I recorded my first little EP project. It's on SoundCloud called uh, Love With Love. And um, I tried to own one of the beats. He's at three racks. And I'm like, bro, I'm not trying to go back to the streets right now. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, three racks. So I said, yo, all right, I'm going to start teaching myself how to produce. Yeah, that's what, it, that's what I started doing. And Russ, bro, I keep, when I work with him, he's going to get my flowers because it's like, yo, bro. You made me want to produce and mix master my own shit. I wasn't even thinking about mastering. Mm-hmm. And then when I started mixing and started getting a little bit better, I'm like, all right. I heard people start saying the word master and mastering. So then I started watching YouTube videos, and then I told myself how to master. YouTube University. Yes, indeed. Bro, I went to college for a day, and I dropped out. I went to college for, um, music, school, for music production, and the, the teacher himself pulled me to the side afterwards. He's like, yo, uh, do you do music? And I'm like, yeah, how'd you know? He's like, because you're answering all my questions. And he's like, uh, let me see your music. So I, sh- I showed him what I was working on. And he's like, this is not for you. This is more for, like, beginners. You're way more advanced than these kids. Like, the other mm. people there, like, my suggestion is go to uh, music theory instead. And then I was like, oh, fuck that. Fuck music theory. I'm out of here. So I left. Then I went to SAE Institute for, uh, like, three days. And same shit. I, I started watching the-, the people were just always joking around, having fun. And I'm just like, I don't got time for this shit. Like, yeah, you here to work. You here to, to learn. I need to get my shit done. And I saw that they was delaying the classes. And I'm like, I'm not about to be in debt eighteen thousand dollars. And then like, I'm not gonna be. I, I'm gonna just stick to YouTube, bro. I'm out of here. Fuck that yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, YouTube does it all. We, Honestly, we sometimes that's the best shit, man. I never went to school, and I'm, you know, I've worked my way to where I'm at now, and I'm, I'm alright. I never you took know? my SATs, and look at me. <laughs> Fix out a song like that. Yeah. Yo, but Russ, Russ's hair looks like your beard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about that shit. Because I'm looking at him, he right? said Russ, and I'm like, yo, it kind of look like him. Yeah, and it had like to be the beard, the hair, the beard hair. Yo, going on. Yeah. Uh, so, yo, wow. on the Russ tip, um, like, he really, he really inspired me a lot. Like, Kendrick creatively inspired me. J. Cole lyrically inspired me mm-hmm. and producing wise yeah, too. You know what I'm saying? He does a lot of his own beats too. Jay Z business inspired me. Wow. You know what I mean? And then Kanye's mentality and out the box and the way he's like, I don't give a fuck what you say. I know this is a hit mentality. Really, you was- have you know you have, this is as a compliment. You have that Kanye confidence. Oh, a thousand percent. But it's it's not. He has too. I feel like I fuck with Kanye. And the only thing I could say about Kanye is that, like, sometimes he lets his ego get in the way of things too much. Word, you know what I'm saying? Word. And, like, me, I like to empower people. I like to, like, encourage people to be on the same eye to eye. I want yeah. you to think that you're equal to me. I'm not superior to you, but yeah. I'm definitely not less than you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Ego kills a lot of uh, th- And that's the thing about Kanye. But, like, I definitely do have a super confidence within myself. And it's because, like, yo, if you come from coming home... Being a drug addict, losing it all, not knowing how to produce, mix, master your own shit, and now you're actually making some dope shit where people are actually fucking with you worldwide. You know what I'm saying? Like, you seen his um documentary? First one. Nah, I only got to watch like little clips. I don't, I don't really watch TV, but I don't have a TV in my room. Well, 
like at all. I but don't definitely. That, I, you should definitely. If you haven't, it's definitely worth checking out. Nah, definitely. Because it, it's it's actually like that made me. You know, I have this. You know, I have this image of Kanye. You know, I respect him musically, all respect in the world. But you know that 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 demeanor that he gives all like you know it, it gets kind of annoying. Yeah. But watching that made me retract that. Like you, watching you, that you, documentary. Made, did you make you understand him more on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like yeah, it yeah. made me. It really cleared. It really cleared up a lot of the the thoughts that I had about him. Like just the way he is today. Because yeah. I never feel like I didn't feel like that back then. I felt like that maybe like in the you know recently. But then watching that, I was like, yo, you know what? I, I respect. I respect him like, way more now. All, yeah. all the shit he went him. through. All the yeah, shit he went through, like, you know, before he even became his mom, who he is. All that oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, fact. That was the that Yo, shit there's was a there's another um documentary. Uh not all documentary, but it's a show, uh Super Pumped. It's it is based on the the founder, one of the founders of uh well, the main founder of uh Uber. Yo, his ego is crazy. Like the whole Kanye thing. Mm -hmm. I heard of that. I heard of that. You gotta check it out. And um it's not music related, but it is because he sees himself as a rock star. Like entrepreneurship type of shit. But he's a rock star. He's Innovator. on some I don't give a fuck shit. He's partying, women, drugs, all that. And you can see the demise of, of him actually getting kicked out of his own company. Mm. <laughs> Crazy. Yo, mm. fix. Yo, what's up, my brother? I got to admit something, man. Damn. Is, um, is, that the was... liquor, is the liquor talk? Nah. Is he going to bring it out? That was... I want to say, yo, Mike Ruiz, that was the fastest top five. I've wow, ever it was. Yo, and I'm glad, and he, went, right I'm there, glad he went back. And that right there I'm is his top five. Back. Yo. <laughs> yes. I've been told y'all was coming. <laughs> I've arrived. I could've dropped this on the album as a classic But I need to introduce my attendance as a fashion I'm done with you clown motherfuckers Beat the majesty, I'm magically like Johnson But my magic lines are actually like blue powder Who doubted? Game over, who bowed No beef, just straight bars Plus more green than new climate I'm like a Play-Doh plus mix it up with the cadence Plus I'm aiming like a milli for 22 with the payments 2020 vision plus vividly on my face that's specifically directed to all that's blinded in favor <laughs> Name a motherfucker who focused on forming patience While preparing for the moment for all of my nominations Yo, It's been a long road and I've gone road But I came up and I lost more For the cost of what I'm born for This the season greeting what you waiting for And I'm cold The disaster interlude to introduce the future I'm musically the savior Pharmaceutically used to having safe sex where energies compete, one a better me. Don't got time for enemies, got ticked off and left the fleas. I'm next to be everything I wanna be. I'm mentally designed for fucking greatness. Name a motherfucker stopping me. Constant evolution from a human with defeat. Only lost a couple battles, but in war beneath my sneaks. Man, you reaching for potential when I'm nowhere near my peak. There's a reason you was you, there's a reason why I'm me. I don't need to go. Say you can notice if you see Only look beyond your eyes And you notice what I mean So it's been a long road And I've gone wrong But I came up And I lost more For the cost of What I'm born for This the season greeting 
what you waiting for And I'm cold, it's been a long road And I've gone wrong, but I came up And I lost more, for the cost of What I'm born for, this the season greeting What you waiting for, and I'm cold